Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas so you can grow beyond difficult transitions and evolve from those challenging moments that may have influenced your past but will not define your future. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve as we teach you the exact skills needed to attract and keep a lasting, emotionally healthy and conscious relationship. Now, please welcome your host, certified life dating and relationship coach, trauma professional, and best-selling author, Rihanna Milne. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Happy Monday. This is the 12th show of Lessons in Life and Love, and I am your coach and host, Brianna Milne, coming to you live on BBM Global Network. I'm on a mad mission to change the way the world loves. You want to join me? I'll be talking to you all about how to have emotionally healthy, evolved, and conscious love, and how to avoid toxic, painful, traumatic relationships, which seem to be too prevalent today. I'm all about helping you transform your life into one that you're passionate about, and also help you to have the love that you deserve. You can now find this show on iHeart, iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, TuneIn, and the edited podcast version is on my new website, LessonsInLifeAndLove.com and on Spotify. Catch up with all the shows. And while we're on live, I'll be answering your questions free of charge, guys. So just call me at 866-451-1451 and you'll get Abraham, my really nice engineer. Just give him your name and question and I'll answer as many as I can during the call so don't be shy so let's dive in love angels and transformers our show tonight is going to be part three more toxic personality types who can break your heart you believe how many there are and i am here to try and help you navigate dating world and even if you're in an exclusive relationship and you're like what is going on with this person i am here to help you so whether you're a man a woman younger older straight or lgbt this information is for everyone and i do hope once you hear it you'll help others transform the way they love too so spread the word and please be nice and give me a rating a five star and a comment about what you liked and what you want to hear. And of course, if at any time you have a personal concern as one of my listeners, I do invite you to apply for a free Life and Love Discovery session at my website, rihannamilne.com. Just tell me your story because I do want to help you. As a matter of fact, someone did write in a question that I want to address before we get going tonight. And we are covering so much, by the way, the passive aggressive, the commitment phobe, the Peter Pan man, the mama's boy, mother hater, the angry and critical and the histrionic drama queen. I don't know if I'll get through all of it, but I will try. Um, There's so much to tell you. But I do want to address this for Veronica in Australia. Thank you so much for listening. She said, hey, Rihanna, I love the show last week about toxic partners and the week before about addictions. I suspected the abuse of my partner was toxic, but I wasn't sure until I heard your shows. It's hard because 75 to 80% of the time he's great, but after drinking, he's abusive, jealous, and accusatory and controlling. Is there hope for him or for us? Looking forward to tonight's show on the jealous and controlling guy, Veronica. Okay, Veronica, like any addiction, I have always said the addiction will always come first. And it's very hard because I have known and dated men like this myself. They have wonderful and beautiful qualities. That's the part that makes you fall in love. But if there's an addiction, whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, porn, gambling, hoarding, spending, eating, gaming, 
that usually always comes first. And they put the partner and the relationship second or third. So if he's not willing to get help, you're going to have to draw a strong line, a strong boundary, and just say, I love you, but you're going to go and get this taken care of. If he will not do a rehab, uh, I would look into them. There's some that are holistically and more spiritually based. I would definitely go for that. And if he's not willing to get help, then you're going to have to probably separate. It's only when that hard line is drawn in the sand that people will normally take the first step and get themselves some help. If he refuses to change, you have your answer. He is choosing the addiction over you and the relationship. I hope that is helpful. Do make sure you listen to all the other shows in the archive of LessonsInLifeAndLove.com. So thank you for writing in. If there's other people, just personal questions, that's what I'm here to help you with. Let's get rolling. We are continuing part three of the Emotional Manipulators series, starting with the passive aggressive, the poor communicators. Oh my God, do I knew men like this. I love the song from Cher. believe no matter how hard I try you keep pushing me aside and I can't break through there's just no talking to you these people are described as cold difficult impossible and never say exactly what they mean they're often passionate and romantic one minute swearing that they love you up and down then distance and critical another time although they show good intentions in the spirit of innocence they shun responsibility and they're selfish and they're petty they only think about themselves you often feel manipulated betrayed and hurt never knowing no when they're going to be cold and distant. Despite underlying anger and aggression, they will appear passive to most people. But when distressed, they will do things purposely to upset you kind of like a dig, but they're going to continue to act innocent. Like, I didn't mean anything by it. That's one of the most common things you're going to hear. Aggressive traits include doing something control, upset, or derail another. Anger is another normal human feeling, of course, but the passive aggressive doesn't manage their anger well. They tend to suppress it over a long period of time, adding up all the quote-unquote injustices that you have done to them in their mind, which results in excessive and inappropriate anger. Self-doubt and negative internal thoughts fuel their anger with relief felt only from a destructive act that's targeted to you. Now, let me give you some examples because the passive-aggressive is a really hard partner to deal with. And this definitely comes from childhood trauma, usually a very strict abusive father, very often uh, signs of ACOA, adult child of an alcoholic or other trauma. They procrastinate on a job they promise to complete. They're late for an event, which is important for you, and they're chronically late, and they don't apologize. They deny, avoid, or lie, so you won't get upset because they're trying not to get into trouble, but they often fudge their lies. They never tell how they really feel or just the opposite. They come on so fast and so strong, you're like, where did that come from? They negate your legitimate complaints about their behavior and twist things to make themselves look like the damaged or the wrong party. They start fights to create distance and a lack of intimacy, or they'll do something to totally derail you to back off from the intimacy. They'll do things to purposely frustrate you. They're unable to finish tasks and resent your offering to help. They play the victim and won't claim responsibility, and they rarely apologize. It's really hard to get an apology out of someone like this. They ignore the reality, telling deceiving stories and offer excuses. They're constantly late and exhibit selective memory. They kind of forget what they promised you. They can never forgive or forget, constantly throwing your past mistakes into a new argument. They'll say something mean to put you down, raise themselves up, and gloss it over by saying, I'm only kidding. 
There's long periods of angry silence or a specific sub that will be changed if you question them or they just don't answer your questions. They ignore you. One minute you're adored and can do no wrong. And then unexpectedly, there's going to be a verbal dig or an event or a no show that they promised just to put you down. They will accumulate a mental list of all your unfair wrongdoings, quote unquote. And when the list gets too long, they'll explode over something that seems really mundane and not important. The passive aggressive man doesn't understand why he behaves as he does. Now, again, as you've heard in my prior shows, I have to speak to one sex, male or female, and I usually speak towards a male because females are the majority of my listeners. The patterns are the same in men or women, okay? He's unable to communicate his wants and needs. They keep him buried inside for a long time and then suddenly acts in a strange, inconsiderate and destructive way to hurt the partner. His air of innocence is at odds with his inappropriate ways to express his anger. So what he says and does is confusing. The passive part of this person is initially seen as shy, modest or humble, like the great guy. The individual appears quite nice and agreeable, but in time, the passive element is shown in different ways. And they often seek approval and doesn't make a fuss. He desperately wants to be liked and is often a yes man. He can't handle responsibilities and is a poor leader. They often act very dependent. They want to be babied and nurtured by a strong partner. They avoid confrontation and fear dependency, so he tries to control you, but it's in a passive way just does things to piss you off and thinks he's got the higher control. He'll withhold sex to punish you or make you feel undesirable. He feels inadequate and lacks self-respect. He feels constantly resentment and fear, yet hides behind his Mr. Good Guy social persona, making you look crazy for getting upset with him. And you're the object of his anger and he resists your requests and expectations. He's often needy and can never give him enough love and attention. He's hard to get close to and act sweet, then irritated and irrational, and he shows little concern for your feelings or your time. The two traits, passivity and aggression, they occur simultaneously, making the passive-aggressive very difficult and complex to understand. And they do have some wonderful parts in their personality, and that's what makes it so confusing. But the bad side is infuriating and can lead you into your own self-doubt and blame. What's the attraction? Well, initially, these men are charming, seductive boyish and innocently needy. They're seen as kind, generous, slightly aloof, and you want to be the one who wins his heart. But it can be difficult to spot a passive aggressive, but knowing these traits will help you. You have to ask yourself if you're a victim type. In other words, sensitive, uh, hesitant to communicate your feelings, often apologetic, fear loneliness, or you accept and forgive easily. The victim type likes the space that the passive aggressive initially gives them. And the passive aggressive may have had parents that fought a lot, withheld love, did not express affection or their emotions. They made empty promises or they were critical. And often a child from this kind of household learns not to speak up and gives in to peace. But it's often a no-win relationship with you doing all the work to communicate, make the plans, and then they derail it. Making sense of things when he emotionally withdraws or inappropriately explodes with anger comes up with another lame excuse. 
Can the relationship be saved? Yes, but the first step is for you to identify and understand his behavior and to then take some action. And first, he must be willing to get help with time and good coaching. His good personality traits can prevail, but he must learn to express his needs and wants as they emerge as opposed to keeping them deeply hitting than acting out in a destructive way, passively or running away like a child. You can change yourself, but you can't force change upon another. So look at your own behavior to see if you invite this type of person into your life. And if you're demanding or never take no for an answer or resentful, demeaning or play a mothering role, you set yourself up for this kind of guy. Sometimes a woman plays the role of rescuer, helping the man when he's down and she falls in love with the man's potential and tries to help him, becomes his support system, believes he needs her help in his career or personal life. These actions are well intended. At first, he loves the attention and feels appreciative of you. But then when you're the one constantly protecting his ego by making him look good to the world, cleaning up his mistakes, making excuses for his procrastination, lateness, carelessness, or bad choices, your maternal instinct makes him feel like a child. Feelings of incompetence can often emasculate him, further lead to low self-esteem that's going to turn into anger. That is a passive-aggressive. You'll require skills to regain your self-esteem and understand that love never equals abuse. You're not going to settle for less and you'll gain the confidence you need to attract a healthy love into your life once you know the characteristic traits of these people that we are discussing. Again, male or female. The second one, I'm going to move a little faster tonight because last time I didn't get too far. (laughs) The angry and critical person with mood disorders. This quote by Maxwell Maltz, M-A-L-T-Z is we're injured and hurt emotionally not so much by other people or what they say or don't say but by our own attitude and our own response when you're with a partner their moods good or bad affect you for sure when you work to stay peaceful and spiritually based and use positive self-talk for a healthy mindset it becomes really difficult to live with a negative moody depressed or an anxious partner and remember a lot of those of childhood trauma are extremely anxious most of the time it's essential when you're dating that your sense of self matches your outlook on life If you feel successful and content and happy about your place in life while your partner has this pity me attitude, feels chronically depressed, over anxious and nervous, or shows inconsistent moods, then your peace of mind is going to disappear. Dystymia is ongoing depression and it's considered a long lasting mood disorder for most of the day observable by others lasting for a very long time, one to two years. These symptoms cause significant distress and impairment in career, social, or other important functional areas and usually aren't due to substance. Some signs of this is low energy or fatigue, oversleeping or undersleeping, poor appetite or overeating, low self-esteem, feelings of hopelessness, and difficulty making decisions because of poor concentration. With major depressive lasting longer than two months, the state of depression or loss of interest can show in five or more of these symptoms. Depressed mood most of the day and depression can show as irritable, teary, sad, checking out, or anger diminished interest or pleasure in most of daily activities, significant weight loss or gain, again, oversleeping, undersleeping, daily fatigue or loss of energy, feeling worthlessness or excessive guilt, indecisive, diminished ability to think or concentrate, 
and sometimes suicide ideation. Well, major depression tends to be chronic and is caused by chemical imbalances in the brain. Yes, there is psychotropic medications. My clients that come to me often come with a sense of depression. We do use all natural approaches and they don't need or desire psychotropic drugs anymore. We do a lot of holistic mindset work, vitamin therapy, foods, meditation, all kinds of things that we do to diminish anxiety and depression naturally. A lot of those depressed feel like prisoners in their own life. Often partner often feels abandoned and ignored, overwhelmed and lonely because they're picking up the slack and trying to help out their partner, but it becomes a codependent relationship. In addition, if the depressed feels ignored or slighted, they can become enraged. These negative behaviors can cause complete collapse of the relationship. The depressed person has no idea what to do, nor the energy to help themselves. Even with medication, the signs of depression may not vanish completely. And then, of course, there's side effects, which aren't really great. Body pain, sadness, apathy, exhaustion, and anger can still exist. And they lack enthusiasm for you and for life, making them not fun partners and a constant drain on your energy. They may have trouble retaining a job, memory, concentration, and organizational skills. Patience, tolerance, and support are needed to help your partner. But over time, if they don't want to help themselves and they aren't willing to stay to medication or holistic plan, then you've really got to take a look at this relationship and see if you want to stay in it. The next one, oh my gosh, this is common. The drama queen. Now, ladies, this one's towards you. So guys, take notes. We call it the histrionic. It's geared towards women. And the opposite narcissistic personality disorder is geared towards the men. So they are the same, but different terminology. The histrionic, it's also called HPD because it's personality disorder. These people crave attention and need others' approval. They're often dramatic and theatrical and inappropriate with loud expressions of emotion. They become uncomfortable when they're not the center of attention and constantly use their physical appearance to draw attention to themselves. They tend to sexually seduce others by acting very provocative and flirtatious, and this behavior starts at an early age. They believe that their relationships are more intimate than they actually are, and histrionics are easily influenced by others or their circumstances. This personality type is four more times prevalent in women than men and affects 2 to 3% of the population, and that was when I did the research at this time. And 15% of them have other mental health issues. The same traits in men, like I said, are usually diagnosed as narcissistic personality disorder, and both are very manipulative and self indulgent. They only focus on them, what they want and need, and they don't even think of the other person. It's amazing. When I meet somebody like that, they never think of the other person. They try to achieve their own needs by searching for high stimulation and excitement. They exaggerate their difficulties, pains, or illness. They want people to feel sorry for them while failing to see their own personal situation realistically. They're easily frustrated, moody, easily bored, high anxiety, often unstable in the workplace. Their yearning for excitement leads them to take great risks with results often ending in disaster, which can lead to depression and of course, bringing the partner down with them. Their feelings of high self-importance, it's all about them. They're sensitive to criticism or disapproval and show a strong unwillingness to change. Their impulsivity is rampant and regular. They hate to delay gratification, making rash decisions that end up hurting them, often financially and in 
relationships. Their intense, unstable emotions, sense of self-esteem are dependent upon the approval of others because they possess a very low self-worth. They really think that they need uh, coaching or therapy, but if they enter treatment, they don't stay long because, again, it's never their fault, right? It's always somebody else's. They're full of blame. The goals of coaching someone like this is to uncover their fears and definitely dive deep into the childhood trauma piece because this is a direct correlation, helping them make better choices and behaviors, have better boundaries, learn to say no, learn to put the other person first and think about others, not just themselves. And we look at the anxiety and depression that often comes with this disorder. Those with severe cases experience significant problems in their relationships and their daily lives. Projects are started and often not finished. They can be impulsive, lack organization, chronically be late, blow off other people and not even think of them. Prone to boredom, they often seek outside attention and engage in affairs. Once a steady partner in their life stops giving them the attention and praise that they crave, they seek it elsewhere. Their self-absorption diminishes empathy and concern for their partner, making the relationship shallow. It becomes evident early on that you're with a histrionic personality type because the drama queen or king can be demanding, like a spoiled child demanding immediate attention. Steer clear and move on from this one, for sure. Okay, I know a lot of people want to hear about the commitment phobe or in behavioral science, it is called the avoidant. Kenneth Reeves said this quote, falling in love and having a relationship are two different things. And that is for certain. Men with commitment complex are extremely seductive. They're expert at playing into your fantasies. When you see a seductive Romeo, the type you instantly fall for, this is, quote, chemistry, unquote. We know that that can be dangerous, pulling you back to your past childhood traumas and emotional triggers. And that's a time to take off your blinders and live in the real world or prepare to have your heart shattered. These men get high on the power of winning a beautiful, smart, accomplished, confident woman. Then as a relationship gets exclusive, they become anxious. One minute they're in that hot chase. And then shortly after, they're not going to show up for a date. They'll forget to call. They become suddenly unavailable or they just simply vanish, which we call today a ghost. Actually, next week, we have a very, very special guest, a very dear friend of mine. Rich Salenza will be joining us for almost the entire show. He is the author of Wingman and he is a men's love and dating coach. So he is going to talk and give tips for the men and for the women. What do men want? Tips for dating. It's going to be a very lively conversation. And Rich is actually one of three very special coaches that I am bringing to a VIP transformation training event. And my clients don't even know about this just because I am creating it as we speak and it will be released in a day or two. It is open for a select very special group of women because I can only have a small amount, but it is a combination of 90 day life and love coaching with me starting December 12th. And then we're having a three day personal live experience in 
Fort Lauderdale, February 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. I'm bringing in Rich as one of the coaches, another incredible lady, Lindsay Altabet, who is a health, nutrition, fitness guru, gorgeous lady, and special friend of mine from this area, and also Dr. Jane Gwynn, a sex coach. If you want information on this amazing dating to mating, personal transformation, and love coaching for the life you desire and the love you deserve, you must apply. Just contact me at rihannamilne at gmail.com or you can go to my website, rihannamilne.com and take the love test, load down free chapters of both my books, Live in Love Beyond Your Dreams. Reach out to get the free Life and Love Transformations Discovery Session. Any ways of those, you will then be on my email list so you can receive this information. I will take a maximum of 14 and you have to apply. So I just wanted to put that out there. But Rich Salenza will be with us next week. I can't wait. 29th. And we will be talking about men, women, love, dating, What's up? Okay. Don't forget to make that episode next week and you can call in your questions to Rich. So put that into your books. Okay. We are talking about the commitment phobe and I would love to hear Rich's take on that next week, but this is what I've got on it. This avoidant response is coming from a feeling of claustrophobia, feeling too close to you, triggering the caveman reaction of fight or flight. They care for you. Then they get scared and they run away. It's this constant close and leave then close and leave and the man that fought so hard to win you panics the moment that he has you very frustrating and men with commitment phobia are everywhere and the problem's a hard one to fix obviously again it's stemming from the childhood trauma piece both men and women can experience fears that lead them to sabotage that perfectly good relationship due to past relationship trauma profound problems happen once a commitment phobic makes a promise to the woman or the man to be monogamous exclusive married or responsible and they leave as soon as they feel too squeezed into the commitment that they promised you now you must know this is not about you your ability to love your level of intelligence it's usually from a weakness and lack of ability to connect. This happened because your partner definitely has some emotional health disorders and whatever you suggest to help the relationship or calm their fears usually only makes things worse. Anything you recommend will never be good enough and all they want to do is stay out of the relationship because he's so afraid of it. He'll refuse individual and couples counseling because he knows what he did was wrong and he doesn't want to be called out on it and the coach will. He's afraid of you. He's afraid of the feeling of forever and will never be able to truly love anyone in a healthy, honest way with a basis of integrity. You probably will need some immediate coaching and support so that you understand this is not about you or what you did. It's about their inability to love a partner in a healthy, mature way that involves trust. The commitment phobe husband becomes emotionally abusive, forgetting his wife as deep human feelings and real love for him. His anxiety is usually so out of control that he no longer sees her clearly and has no empathy, kindness, or concern for her. He will not put her first. He puts himself first. He alternates between feelings of disgust and love. He uses other women sexually to act out his anger and tells them he's single. So there's a lot of lying around this. He might have been unfaithful or acting out in a passive aggressive way while married, but then will calm down and remain single once leaving the marriage. He leaves clues so you'll find out about the affair and start outrageous fights so you'll want to leave the marriage. 
Therefore, that makes you the guilty party. He broke up the relationship, and that's his story he would go into. He has no interest usually in talking about it or fixing the problems he created. He'll place the blame with you, and he just wants out. will often leave you when you're not around, running away while you turn your back, and being too cowardly to face you. Many men have a fear of commitment. This is also an example of a man who won't call after a wonderful first date or a fabulous sexual encounter, or who blatantly sabotages a new relationship just when you're starting to feel comfortable. He'll work so hard to win you that once he thinks he's got you, that's when he sabotages. He may also become passive aggressive and act out in a way to sabotage this relationship again so you're the one to break it off. And the thought of being together forever is a concept of both fantasy and terror to the extent that he may become abusive or start emotional or physical affairs in secret. His fear of intimacy becomes so intensified that he'll destroy and leave a great love and relationship even though he really cares for you. He's feeling suffocated. And the sad thing is this man desperately wants and needs love. When you meet, he was vulnerable, open, kind, and made you feel safe with his attentive care and affection. He couldn't give you enough and wanted to please you in many thoughtful ways. He led you to believe he wanted forever with you and might have written you love letters or songs, you know, performed really nice gestures, which, of course, I was very appreciative. Then out of nowhere, he suddenly leaves, stops calling you, talking to you, shatters your world, leaving everyone wondering, what happened? He has likely had an abusive or neglective upbringing that involved abandonment. He craves the type of romantic love he had dreamed of since he was young, picturing that perfect woman and the ideal relationship. That first sign of something doesn't fit into this fantasy vision, he panics and wants to move on and look for it again. He neither trusts nor is capable of being in that real love relationship. And these men are usually charming, attractive, a little bit arrogant and confident. They exude power, but are sensitive, attentive, and open with their feelings. They tend to get seriously involved very quickly because they show intense interest and they want you to return it because they want to make you feel safe, secure, and loved. But again, that's a red flag, isn't it? You all know that by now. And once you do have sex, it's usually incredibly erotic, sensual, and giving. He'd do anything to please you until you're not perfect anymore. Soon after this level of intimacy, when he believes you have dropped your guard, he may be falling in love, a new pattern emerges and he starts creating distance from you. Small contradictions in his behavior, excuses given, small lies, irregular actions, stories are told, you want to believe him, he assures you what he's saying is true, you're ignoring your intuition, you're now in a state of being manipulated by a toxic man who can't truly love. You'll feel very confused as you begin to witness his emotional distancing and then coming back and then distancing again, and the signs of two different personalities start emerging. He wants to see his friends more, he stays later at work, he won't see you as often, he cancels dates last minute, and he won't respond to your phone calls in Texas. Well, he'll respond after several days and acts like nothing's wrong. So brush it off. He won't apologize. He'll give you other excuses and just pretend nothing's wrong. So this kind of guy can absolutely drive you crazy. I would say, don't put yourself through this. I call this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. He conceals his behavior and becomes angry and silent about his feelings once he feels committed or married or has kids or lives with you. He'll say one thing and do another. He'll present excuses why the relationship won't work and he'll become abusive and enraged with a woman that, quote, caught him or caged him. He finds fault with that woman in order to make himself feel better and make her feel guilt of doing whatever wrong that he forced him to leave. 
Things were great. We just should have gotten married is often what they said. Deep down, he'll feel the guilt of abandonment. He'll know about his lives and the love that he adores, but the relief from the anxiety and panic is better than the loss. Guilt-ridden, he'll rarely contact his loved one to apologize. If he actually does call her right, he'll never express remorse, as that would be a mission of guilt. So the women these men leave are devastated, shocked, and embarrassed. The degree of their pain is intensified by public judgment and her being the one left to explain what happened. Your intuition may tell a woman right before a man leaves that something's up, he's acting shady, emotionally distant, secretive, or absent, and the pattern is commonly repeated with women throughout his life. He apologizes to none of them. There's four stages of leaving directly after a first great date, soon after an amazing night of sexual intimacy, right when the woman talks about wanting to get engaged or married or maybe living together, and after the marriage. And it's a fourth stage after the marriage that's the most emotionally devastating. He took sacred vows, which meant nothing, and it's a sign of sociopathic behavioral. He'll nitpick, start major fights, complain of headaches, stomach aches, heart palpitations, anxiety, all this self-concocted illnesses. He'll start looking at or flirting with other women, and he may begin an affair, start watching porn or anything to, quote, emotionally check out. These types tend to have extreme anxiety or panic disorder. And again, his actions are not your fault, but unfortunately are your problem. So if you're married, seek an annulment and dissolve the marriage as fast as you can to legally protect yourself. And this is a man who cannot be trusted. Seek a coach immediately to help you deal with your feelings of abandonment and grief. And don't start dating right away until you are clear of the emotional trauma in this relationship that has caused you. Don't let your man make you the victim. Instead, reinvent yourself to become even more fabulous, accomplished, attractive, and kind. Don't let this incapacity to love affect yours. Refuse to assume responsibility and guilt for his outrageous choices. And know deep in your heart you did everything to love this man with integrity, truth, and honor if you did. Now is the time to return to that deep spiritual faith to help you heal and move on. Those are some of the signs. I go on and on. There is more about this, but I don't want to finish part three without going into other areas that are important for us to cover tonight. Let me go on to another one. I love this one. The Peter Pan syndrome, the mama's boy and the mother hater. These are three that a lot of people aren't aware of. So I want to go into this. We all know the type of guy who's referred to as a Peter Pan. He's the one who lacks maturity, responsibility, and refuses to grow up. He acts helpless, disorganized, gives tons of excuses why he can or won't do something, and procrastinates on everything. He often lacks ambition, has no future goals, and lives for today. He can be financially irresponsible and exhibit childish temper tantrums when he's angry. He'll rarely apologize. Here's another one has difficulty talking about his feelings, lies often, overreacts, blames others, is oversensitive to rejection, and is prone to addiction. Many personality traits of this man fit under the ACOA category. There's a book I really like by Dr. Dan Kiley. When I did my research, he wrote The Peter Pan Syndrome, and he mentions six major symptoms to the disorder. One, irresponsibility. It starts showing at age 11 and 12. And as an adult, he's lazy, has messy habits, is forgetful, inept, and blames others. 
Second is anxiety. This peaks or starts showing around age 13 and 14, and it's caused by parental marital discord and emotionally damaging parents to him. This creates a negative self-image as an adult and pattern of magical thinking using lies to cover bad choices. Three, loneliness. This peaks at age 15, 16. The child feels unwanted, estranged from his father, harbors feelings of guilt and anger towards his mother for needing to step up and protect her. The mom was docile. Adult actions are driven by anxiety, panic, and impulse. Four is a sex role conflict that peaks and starts around age 17, 18. Sexual attitudes lack warmth, focus primarily on physical satisfaction, often develops porn or sex addiction to help build his lacking ego. Extreme actions make your question exactly who he is. The guy that brags about how sexual he is, there's usually a low self-esteem underlying that and often a sexual addiction because he uses sex to equal love. Narcissism, chauvinism, peaks at age 1920. He craves perfection to cover insecurities, blames others, is reckless, impulsive, repeats mistakes, and doesn't see them as his fault. He often has an addiction, uses sexual seduction and emotional distance for control in his relationships. Six, crises and social impotence, early into the mid-20s. All six categories now are combined to produce social ineptness that damages future happiness. Irological judgment, irrational thought can occur, especially in primary relationships, leading to emotional panic and rage. He somewhat realizes he has problems, but remains strong in denial. He procrastinates, feels self-disgust, hopeless, self-sabotages frequently. He emotionally executes women who love him and runs away from the relationship once he's won someone and then he has feelings of guilt. If your man's mad at you, he'll act out passive aggressive. So now we've heard this three times already. So by deliberately not doing something you asked him to do, he'll tell you that he forgot or shut down emotionally or verbally for hours or days. He won't communicate with you. This way, he feels he's controlling you. Many areas of his life, especially where you're concerned, he's going to be passive aggressive. He mopes if you aren't feeling sexual, might throw a tenter tantrum, can also act excessively sexual using conquest behavior to feel manly and boost his self-esteem. It's pretty pathetic. Many of these men are self-absorbed narcissists because they've learned from their mothers that they're more special or important than anyone else. They often appear needy. They have imbalances of such relationships that feel overwhelming to the women that do care. And although these men can behave affectionately, their women often feel resentful of his neediness and lack of support for them. The mama's boy is stuck emotionally at about age 10, and the Peter Pan man is stuck in the development age of late teens to early 20s. The mama's boy is often an only child and was spoiled by his mom who did everything for him. He refuses to cook, clean, do his own laundry, believing it's the woman's role to perform all the non-gratifying household chores that really should be split in today's world. He whines when he's sick and stays in bed with a basic cold, wanting to be catered to. And the one person you can envision here is Ray Barone from the TV comedy Everyone Loves Raymond. Whether he's a classic mama's boy, his mother caters to his every whim, making his wife Deborah feel her care for him and their family is substandard. 
Ray's mom's overly involved, believes her son Ray can do no wrong, leaving Deborah angry and frustrated. This TV show, of course, was made to be a comedy, but if you're living this kind of nightmare, it's not funny. I have dealt with a lot of couples where the man is a mama's boy and the wife is always put second. It really is up to the man to stand up to his mother and set her straight, really defining new boundaries, defending his wife and the relationship. Mother will eventually get over feelings of rejection if she wants to stay involved with her son's life. It's the only way he'll grow up and get a clinging mother off his back. If he refuses to confront her early on in the relationship, watch out. He'll always have his mama in the first position until you're ready to walk out the door. And he'll stubbornly keep this pattern because his mom never saw him do anything wrong. You'll have to be firm, patient, and too busy to do everything around the house. So encourage him to step up and make some changes. Stop telling him what to do or worry about his problems. You be gone more often and take care of yourself. Some tips for someone like this is stop picking up his clothes and towels. Put a wet towel on his side of the bed that he happened to leave on the floor. Stop doing his laundry. Take the clothes from the dryer, put on the floor right in front of the TV and say, here's your clothes ready to be folded. If he makes a mess in the master bedroom, move all his clothes into the guest room and say, you want to keep the shared bedroom neat and romantic. He can get dressed and handle his clothes in the other room. Close the door so you don't have to see the mess. If you have to work late, just say, you've got dinner tonight. Thanks for having it done by seven. And if he claims not to know how to cook, tell him he'll figure it out. Then cook a few nights together, show him exactly how to prepare his several meals, and then he'll be able to do it when he's forced to. Make a list of the time and places. He should help the kids drive to their activities, put a schedule in a common area so he knows what the kid's schedule is. If it's his time to pick up, don't remind him. If he's late, let the kids show their disappointment in him. Don't come to his rescue. Of course, you can remind your kids that they can always call you if they need to. And of course, you're going to help them. But you don't want to baby this man. That's what he's used to. The Peter Pan man is stuck in his college boy party mode. His buddies are more important than you. He's often a couch potato, addicted to TV, sports, has too many nights out with the boys. The boys' nights out are not innocent. Don't let them kid you. Normally, they entail like one-upmanship contests who can come on to the prettiest girl in the bar trying to get their attention who can be the loudest right they engage in their male bravado games rather than being with you he really wants just the two of you on a date if you're really wanting a date then he'll often ask another couple to go along or he'll complain and be miserable making the night out a disaster if you're out on a date together he'll obnoxiously notice all the other women in the room he often drinks too much, needing to be the life of the party or the center of attention. He shuns adult responsibilities because the excitement and fun are his priorities in life. And if you criticize his friends, watch out or pressure him to stay home with you, he's going to resent you. He needs to be the center of attention. We'll put you down to get him to laugh. Your attractive looks are important to him. He always mentions that you're the trophy. He gets to show off to his buddies or his friends. And the way he loves a woman is to make her a mother replacement. 
He requires that his lady behave in a certain way. And if she does anything different from this expectations of perfectionism, he'll become passive aggressive, emotionally abusive, or throw a temper tantrum. If a woman stands up for herself or catches him doing something wrong, he'll often run away like a child, unable to handle the repercussions of his actions. While testing the relationship, get focused on you. Find time and ways away from him. Don't get nasty. Just get busy. Don't complain and insist that he be with you more. You want him to choose to be with you. Date, go out by yourself or put on your favorite outfit and go out with your girlfriends. Hopefully I'll get the message that he's about to lose you and step up and be a real man. Initially, these men can be fun, kind, affectionate and believes he treats you well. But after initial laughs and excitement, you feel unimportant and second to his friends, sports and activities. He isn't sensitive to your wants and needs. And he sees you as demanding and too sensitive. And when you choose to date others or break off the relationship, this is when he often pleads after a period of time to have you back and vow he'll be more attentive to you. But trust me, this is going to be temporary. And after relationship is settled again, he'll revert into putting his selfish desires first. That is tends to be the trait. Let's go into the mother haters because we are ticking away very quickly on our time. This category is really interesting. This is someone that grew up in a household where the mom was absent or angry and he has abandonment issues and lack of nurturing from his mom. I was on a date one time many years ago asking about his parents and he says, um, you know, he's a fourth child and described his childhood as I was basically raised myself. I always felt alone and I hated my mom for a long time because of it. Only in my later years, I went to counseling and I was able to forgive her. Now, not doing any childhood trauma work, this I knew could have been very superficial and quick because these type of wounds run really deep. So was it really settled and forgiven? I mean, he acted extremely charming, offering overly flattery statements struck me a little bit needy and they want to be accepted and loved by the woman they desire. The next day he calls me and told me he was in love with me and wanted to see me exclusively. Now that was really fast. Of course, that's a red flag. I said, well, I barely know you. I'm very flattered, but it's way too soon. You're moving too fast. I suggested we get to know each other as friends. And then he tried to go into a sales pitch of winning me over. Then he became alarmingly mean, controlling and jealous of my dating others and verbally abusing. What I suspected was right. He was a man that had borderline personality disorder with this fast, out-of-control temper. As soon as I, in his mind, rejected him, even though it was in a very kind and irrational way, he reacted irrationally and became enraged. And all the other information I gathered on the date made sense. His second wife had a long-term eating disorder, which usually develops when a woman feels a lack of control and extreme stress. The former girlfriend asked him to leave, saying she wasn't happy after he moved into the house. These are all red flags. And he wanted to come the second day, bring wine into my house. And I said, no, no one comes into my house until I'm dating them exclusively for a, quite a while. And my intuition was telling me when to come over to check out my house. And it's really important that you be protective of your home, meet your dates outside of the specific public location for a while, and don't be emotionally manipulated by a fast-talking or swift-moving guy. This really comes abusive, inappropriate verbal comments. This was somebody I met online, like I said, a long time ago, and I did report it to the site. If anybody ever is emotionally or verbally upsetting to you, you definitely want to report that to the online 
online platform. So there we go, guys. We covered a lot tonight. I hope this has helped you. We can go much deeper, but many of these tips are from my number one bestseller, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve. And you can get sample chapters of this book and the sister book, Live Beyond Your Dreams, From Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose, and Success, right on my website, rihannamilne.com. You can catch the other Lessons in Life and Love shows published on Spotify, as well as my website, lessonsinlifeandlove.com. We do end the last lesson is what I call it, for adult children of alcoholics and other traumas is by Roquel Lerner. This one happens to be from October 18th day. As my healing progresses, I am attracting healthy relationships. It says, I am able to select relationships that are good for me. No longer am I intrigued by the excited misery of entering relationships with people who are practicing alcoholics, neurotics, or not very nice. If I am bored with men or women who are stable and treat me well, I will recognize that this is a self-defeating pattern. As I experience a healing process, I am learning to feel good about myself. This means that I no longer desire to be bogged down with crazy relationships. I no longer need the turbulence that existed in my alcoholic or dysfunctional family. As my self-image improves, I am attracting people who treat me respectively and kindly. Slowly but surely, I'm moving towards people who lead emotionally healthy lives, people who feel good about themselves and about good about me. Keep in mind, life is too short to live in misery, gang. It's really important that you know the signs of toxic love. We've gone over them in the past few weeks doing the Emotional Manipulator series. Again, next week's guest is men's coach and author of Wingman, Rich Salenza. We'll cover why men do what they do, do's and don'ts on the first dates. What do you look for in a relationship to help make it last and dealing with rejection. So there's all kinds of great stuff we'll be talking about. Make sure you tune in and get your questions ready and join us. Okay, love angels and transformers. That's all we have time for today. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Next week, guest Rich Salenza will be here. So tell your friends who you love and care about to join us next week. And following up, we will have Dr. Jane Gwynn, the sex doctor. That is two weeks. And the third week will be my other amazing coaching friend, Lindsay Altabet, for health and nutrition to feel amazing about yourself. I appreciate you sharing the love and helping me change the way the world loves. Please do take a moment and show your love for me giving you this information all I ask for is a five-star rating and a comment what you liked about the show and what you would like to learn in upcoming episodes of lessons in life and love on the listening platform of your choice remember we're on iTunes Spotify iHeart Spreaker or on the lessons in life and love.com website and you can easily share the show from there to your friends and your social media send me your questions and reach out for help during the week at rihannamilne.com i always leave seven spots open for the first listeners to get in and that is a 500 dollars value but for you absolutely free to see how I can help you. Okay, Transformers, be sure to join me next Monday night at 6 p.m. ET Eastern Time on boldbravemedia.com. 
Remember, the podcast version is edited and that always is released on Friday. And for those of you that want more information, Coaching for Women, the VIP Transformation Experience for the Life You Desire and the Love You Deserve, that is a very exclusive VIP experience, 90-day transformation training, and then a three-day intensive personal experience in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We are going to have a blast with photo shoots and nights out and dance clubs and meditation on the beach and our three special coaches will be there. It's going to be fabulous. If you'd like to apply for that, reach out to me at rihannamilne at gmail.com. All right. As always, I am here to help you have the love you desire and the love you deserve. Have an amazing, blessed week. Good night. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Your personal journey of life and love transformation has only just begun. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. And if you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a free life and love transformation discovery session with Rihanna, a $500 value. Just contact Rihanna with your questions and to tell her your story at RihannaMilne.com. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.